The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash LOL. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash LOL. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good afternoon, everybody. It is currently Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, 4.35 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, February 21st, the year 2024. Recapping the uh, Wednesday morning uh, Eastern slate, we had a pretty nice day on the back of props mostly. We ended up plus 2.442 units. Um, had a couple interesting series, a couple really, really weird games. Uh, we'll start in the LCK with T1 Nongshim. Uh, T1 with a pretty decisive game one win here off the back of uh, Faker's Way. Not too much else to say here. Really good game from um, from Zeus as well. Um, in game two, T1 decided to let the smolder through, and this is a champion that I think good teams are probably just going to perma ban on this patch. If not, you know they're going to find out that they probably should because it's just a variance machine. Um, they decided to let it through, and it got them punished pretty hard in this one. I, I think you know. Smolder ended up with the flashy stats and everything, but Sylvie was the real hero of this game for Nongshim. Nongshim actually win this outright pretty decisively. Um, Sylvie really just outjungled the shit out of Owner in this game. There's not really much else to say. You know, we, we've seen these isolated, incredible games from him in the past, and it really makes you just wonder, like, man, either if he was on a good team or had a good coaching staff or, like, I don't know, maybe he's just going to mature and come into his own, but Sylvie just has these games once in a while where he, he looks like, like 2020 Canyon. It's crazy. And yeah, I don't know. He's, he has the, he has his moments and really this team has their moments too. Um, they kind of tried to bungle this a couple times, but their scaling was just too strong. Um, Faker made this game extraordinarily difficult for Nongshim to win with it. Like considering the gold leads and everything they had, Faker made this extremely difficult. And this is one of the, the challenges against Karma. Um, right now is, is it's just so hard to win fights cleanly against her. It's so hard to do objectives with her involved because she just, the, the poke and the shielding and she does everything like there's been games faker almost led the game in damage against a 10 kill smolder in this game. And he had the most damage prevented and the most, uh, damage shielded probably had the most healing as well. Absolutely insane game from him, but that's just that champion too. Uh, game three was looking like it was going to be a pretty lopsided stomp early on with T1 jumping out to an early lead. I think they were up like 2K at 10 minutes or something. This game looked like it was just over. They kind of threw it right back, getting a little overzealous bot lane. Um, gave Nongshim life, but there was never really a lead for Nongshim in this game, and T1 scaling was just too strong for them to ever really uh, overcome it. Um, you know... It was a little sloppy from T1 giving them a window back in, but they weren't really under threat of losing this. And, you know, once again, Faker just hard carried this game three as well. He Faker had an absolutely incredible series today. Um, all three games, he was incredible. Uh, obviously, he got to play strong champions. He got to play Huey twice in Karma. Or, and Huey, just to be clear, like Huey, I think is, Huey is very strong and particularly strong in situations where he's good. He's a champion that's only going to get played when he's good, so he's going to look better, and he's probably going to have a higher win rate because of that. Um, it's not like a blind pickable champion, necessarily. It is kind of funny that this is like the sixth time, I think, in the last two years where Nongshim have forced a game three on T1. Just might be one of those weird Panthers-Senator situations from hockey, if you know, you know. Right, Panthers-Canadians, my bad. Mock KT, just a 
hilarious 55-minute marathon game in game one. We had nine dragons, three elders, four barons in this game. <laughs> like, you know, and ironically, like, KT had the smolder in this, and the smolder basically doesn't lose late. But um, Vi doesn't do particularly well in these super long full build kind of games, and that's what ended up mattering here because Piosik was on Vi, and, you know, Vi doesn't really do much except go in and die this late. And then game two was kind of more or less one-way traffic besides a little hiccup in the mid-game for Hanwha. Uh, you know, this game one could have gone either way. Obviously, it changes the complexion of the series But uh, if if KT win it. But, you know, to, to me, this was like KT failing the Hanwha test, which kind of just affirms a lot of what I've been, I've been thinking about this team. Like, And what I mean by the Hanwha test is, like, can you play a clean game of League of Legends? Can you play two games, two out of three clean games of League of Legends? And they couldn't. So just speaks to the inconsistency of the team and you know i'm not trying to do full on com you know confirmation bias but like this is part of what i've been concerned about with this team on to the lpl we had rng versus top esports rng looked pretty competitive in the first few uh first like 15 20 minutes of game one uh but once it turned t1 just kind of or top just closed the door here game two is a wire to wire top win not particularly close um Kind of a bummer. Thought RNG could stay competitive. It looked like they kind of were for the first 15 minutes of that first game, but um, Top Esports still just looking clean. They looked pretty clean out of the break, too. They were the, they're were they like the only um, elite team that looked really clean out of the break. Still think something's going to eventually happen with them, but right now they look very, very strong. Waiver Ultra Prime. Weirdly, you know, a green but still frustrating betting series. Um, we got the kill spread home in map one, but um, the uh, Ace allowed... Way able to bypass the low health bot in Hib Tower and just win the game on 12. Would have been nice to catch that tower over and go 4 for 4. But a game 2, Ultra Prime ended up throwing a 4,600 gold lead at 20 minutes. And it became even more infuriating because at the end of the game, they were up to. At the end of the game, Weibo were up 10 and started fountain diving. And I forget who it was, but somebody was like literally on the fountain. The fountain laser went to the minion instead of him. And it went switched to him, but didn't kill him before the Nexus died. And that last, if he would have died, it would have covered the plus nine and a half kill spread for us. Which was a little bit of a tease, but that happens once in a while. I still think it was the right angle. I mean, Ultra Prime just kind of bungled this one. Uh, they probably should, they should have won this game outright. They were like 97% plus or something like that. I like to shave a little bit with the bad teams with the lead because they're inconsistent. But anyway, ended up with a pretty good day. All right, moving on to Thursday morning. We have a five-match slate in the LPL and LCK, three in the LPL, two in the LCK. We'll start with the LCK first, week five, day two. We have Fearx plus 349 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at plus 104, minus 1.5 at plus 877. Against D plus Kia, minus 471 on the money line, minus 1.5 at minus 125. This is a pretty big number. Uh, for D-plus to be laying here, uh, especially if you look at their most recent performance. But I'll keep in mind, like, you should keep in mind, like, during that losing streak they had, they were more or less playing against all the best teams. Um, I know this team only has three match wins, but as we've discussed, like, at length now for two weeks straight, essentially, um, D-plus are significantly better than their record. They have their issues, their flaws there, for sure. I'm not denying that, but they are a significantly better team than their record here. Um, you know, they're offside on this Fox, uh, fear X foxes are going to have side choice for this match. And the models made this like much closer than the market price, but I'm going to go ahead and just like go against my models and play D plus minus 1.5 maps at minus 125. 
you know, I, I keep going back to the well with this team, and I know they have their inconsistencies, but I, I, I just have a feeling that in a couple weeks this price is going to look like a gift. And, you know, Furex are competent. They can do things, but, like, I I don't think they're a dumpster fire team, but I, I think T-plus are just significantly better, and, you know, that'll show in this one. Uh, let me see. What else was flagged here? Models flagged over 12.5 towers is a look, too, but, again, like, that's being tainted by the the more recent stuff we've seen with D plus against their against good opponents. So I'm not playing any derivatives. Just D plus minus 1.5 mass minus 125 for one unit. Next up, we have Gen G minus 25.41 on the money line, minus 1.5 at minus 470 against DRX plus 12.83 on the money line, plus 1.5 at plus 348, minus 1.5 at plus 26.75. Not too much to say here. DRX look terrible. Um, Gen G look like one of the best teams in the league. Uh, at minus 470, I, I don't like playing the spread, but Genji do have side choice. I think if you want to play like the count, like contrarian kill spreads kind of angle here, you could do like Genji map one, DRX map two. But I think Genji are probably just going to shit stomp this team. If you get any kill spread bread, like better than minus eight and a half at like minus 115 or better, I'm probably going to just lay the eight and a half. If we get like a juicy minus seven and a half, I'll probably play minus seven and a half up to like minus one twenty five or something like that. Um, most of the there's a most of the markets are off for um, the major books right now or the major market makers for like derivatives and stuff like this. Once they're posted, I'll probably end up posting Genji kill spreads for maps one and two in this one. But uh, as of right now, nothing official. Uh, patrons, Patreon subscribers, check that out uh, for uh, the update this morning, if and when they post these, probably right before game time. Moving on to the LPL, we have week four, day five. Remember, there's an eight-day week started on Sunday. Uh, three matches today. We have first up, Thundertalk Gaming, plus, one point, uh, plus 114 on the money line, plus 1.5 at minus 258, minus 1.5 at plus 320 against Anyone's Legend, minus 138 on the money line, minus 1.5 at plus 205, plus 1.5 at minus... 426 very interesting here um so anyone's legend have been like pretty consistently like in they, they're a consistent team that is consistently mediocre like maybe a little below average actually um they're kind of exactly what i thought they'd be like better than the market thinks they are but not that's still not a particularly good team thunder talk on the other hand have had kind of like a KT-esque sample where they had these these games where they look incredible and they have other games where they look absolutely terrible and there's just not a whole lot of um, like average games like in their sample it's like all on the margins um, like when you when you really like just sort it all out and everything these two teams are pretty evenly matched you know very similar economies very similar structure to how they play their games um, and TT have been weirdly like i don't tt have thrown a couple games which is why they they look like a more competitive loser but again they're more inconsistent uh, and they have like no quality wins to their to their name so far this season anyone's legend have a few at least so that's something um i don't know like i think before the season started i would have liked anyone's legend quite a bit in this matchup but tt are gonna have side choice um, the models, for what it's worth, the models made this Thunder Talk plus 155 AL minus 172 when you add Vig to it. And if you factor in that Thunder Talk are going to have side choice for this series, I think that probably comes out to like, and you make that adjustment, it probably makes this roughly about what the market price is, maybe a little less actually. 
if you made me play anything in this, I would probably play like TT map one, AL map two, and then let game three just be decided by fate or whatever. Talking money line, map money lines, by the way. I didn't end up doing that. I just played map one and map two over 12 and a half towers at plus 157 for one unit each. Um, combine these two teams, eclipse that mark in about 43% of their games, and we're getting an implied 38.9% price. So I played the, uh, what is that, almost a 5% edge or 4% edge, so... Uh, looking to get one of those homes. Uh, plus, we've just been seeing a general uptick in tower totals. So I think we're kind of like trying to ride the trend here a little bit. It'll be an interesting series, though. I think it's probably going to be 2-1 AL. It's Whoever breaks whoever breaks serve is going to win. Either TT are going to 2-0 or AL are going to win 2-1. I think that's probably what will end up happening. Uh, Rare Adam, plus 165 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at minus 180. Uh, minus 1.5 at plus 404 versus OMG. Minus 203 on the money line. Minus 1.5 at plus 147. Plus 1.5 at minus 561. So these two teams, uh, OMG coming off of a loss. Rare Adam coming off their first win of the season, I believe. Uh, in the first day back from the break. Now, what's interesting with these two is, like, uh, I mean, there's really not a whole lot that's interesting with these two, if I'm being perfectly honest with you all. Um, I think these two teams have looked kind of like dog shit. I think they are probably going to be two of the worst teams in the league. When it's all said and done, they're going to be challenging for last place, I'm sure. Um, that said, Rare Adam do have side choice, and OMG haven't done anything really to impress me all that much. I think this is like a classic hold-your-nose special. Uh, Rare Adam plus 1.5 maps at minus 180, one unit. Uh, Rare Adam plus 165 on the money line for a quarter unit. And Rare Adam minus 1.5 maps, so plus 404 for 0.1 units. Yeah, the model actually flagged kill total and neutral objective unders, but it's because these two teams have been getting absolutely shit-stomped in most of their games. If you want to be really aggressive and double-dip on something here, there's an opportunity there if you want to be contrarian. You know, my projections actually made this over. It's just the frequency at which these two teams are hitting that is, is not good. And quite frankly, like if you watch these two teams play, they're so bad at playing defense. Like, like it, like for a boxing equivalent, like they're the person that like leaves themselves open to like take the haymaker shot. Like they're getting uppercutted to the jaw instead of just like gracefully taking a punch or, or, or letting it, you know, bounce off of you or not. They're not taking good teams, minimize their losses when they get beat on something in a team fight or to an objective or something like that. These two teams don't. They just get they just take the full punch and the full power of it and they just get run over. So usually what ends up happening is they just like lose a team fight and they don't just like lose one person. They will get aced and then lose the game off of it. So I don't know. You could maybe look to time total unders, but I think they were priced pretty appropriately for this one. But again, like wait for derivatives to go back up because most of the derivatives for the LPL matches are actually down at the moment. So as of this writing and recording, so I ended up playing uh rare Adam. It's a hold, you know, special. I think both these teams suck. Just take the plus money. It's LPL match for tomorrow. We have Edward gaming plus five seventeen on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at plus plus one twenty eight minus 1.5 at plus 10 66 against ninjas in pajamas, minus seven sixteen on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at minus one fifty five. EDG have side choice for this. Um, no lineup changes of notes. Uh, the model actually made Nip uh, Ninjas and Pajamas much bigger favorites than this, but you know, you make a little bit of an adjustment for EDG having side choice here. I'm gonna do something in this match that I rarely ever do, and that's play the kill spread and then go against it with the map spread. So I'm gonna play map one. EDG plus nine and a half kills at minus one twenty for one unit. Uh, I may or may not update that number later. Uh, again, derivative markets are down for this. 
Um, I'm going to play map 1 EDG plus 9.5 kills at minus 120 for one unit, and I'm going to play ninjas and pajamas minus 1.5 maps like to sweep the series at minus 155 for one unit. Um, I think it's value on ninjas to sweep like mathematically. The problem is like if you watch this team play, it's unnerving. Like they are not a consistent or good macro team yet. They're very very sloppy. Laying the laying the map spread with this team on offside makes me sick to my stomach. But I do think that like like all right, EDG have lost two of the three best game graded games that they've had this season. Actually, the first game in the last season was their third best game grade for the season. They still lost the match. They still threw the match against Team WE, and I think Ninjas in Pajamas are much better than Team WE. So, like, I, I don't know what's... EDG might just be terrible. Like, they might just be the actual worst team in the league, which is kind of insane to say, but we might actually be looking at that. It's a, what a weird world, man. This organization's had, like, one split where they haven't made playoffs in their history, and they might be the worst team this season, which is crazy. Anyway, um, for those that don't know, EDG are, like, an OG team for China. They're one of the original uh, organizations there. So pretty weird turn of events here, but we kind of saw this coming. Um, anyway, I think um, they're going to get a series eventually, I think. maybe I, I don't know, maybe not. And I hate backing the map sweep with Ninjas in Pajamas, but I, I really I think they're just going to win this series. So let's uh, get a Ninjas win and an EDG cover, a kill total or kill spread cover on map one. That's going to be it for me today. Um, any updates, because I know a lot of the derivatives are down. If I end up having any derivative plays, I will release an update on the Patreon uh, later this morning. Uh, probably around after the... I think I have everything for the first game in, but if I end up playing anything, I'll have it in sometime during the Eastern slate this morning. So Patreon subscribers, check for an update this morning when you wake up for the matches. If you do, uh, best of luck and have a good one, everybody.